Can canceling student loan debt actually have a positive impact on the African-American community? Let's get into it. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our poor parents and that leadership made them slaves. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob's Seed, a podcast where the diaspora speaks. The whole purpose of this podcast is to get uplifting, encouraging, thought-provoking content out to the African-American community um, who is a part of the Semitic diaspora. We do that uh, by focusing on culture, politics, and current events uh, to see how those things actually impact the African-American community, whether negatively um, or uh, uh, positively we also look at aspects of faith as well so I thank everybody that's been rocking with me everybody that's been supporting me uh, thus far um, whether you have uh, supported me through uh, monetary gifts or you have uh, supported by simply continuing to listen to this podcast um, if you wanted to know ways to support Jacob C podcast you can go to jacobcpodcast.com uh, there you will find two tabs one says make a one time uh, 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 donation and you can do that uh, through cash app and the other um, you could become a monthly partner giving as little as one dollar a month and I will tell you that my monthly partners uh, do get access um, to our to my Zoom meeting that happens every single month on the first Sunday of each month, um, and we just it's called the Diaspora Speaks, and we just discuss different ways um, that we can help out our community, help our community grow, uh, whether that's economically, uh, spiritually. Or whatever it may be uh, Just trying to find ways to help people that look like us uh, uh, Grow in a more positive way um, Is there anything else I got? I think that's it I think that's it As far as announcements and all that goes So if you want to know how to support Go to jacobcpodcast.com uh, Do that also uh, Know Jacob C Podcast is on YouTube So subscribe to our YouTube channel um, Like those uh, different videos on there If you, if you do in fact like them And um, yeah that's also a, a huge support as well so let's get right into this episode uh does would uh loan debt forgiveness actually impact the african-american community in a positive way i asked this question because the um incoming uh president uh joe biden president-elect and his vice president-elect kamala harris uh, this is one of the promises that they made on their campaign trail, right? Um, talking about student loan debt forgiveness. Now, we don't know what it will look like, um, how they will institute it, if they institute it at all, because we know politicians, they do lie um, and they do make a whole bunch of promises that uh, most of the time that they never keep. So my question is just if this actually comes to fruition what could this actually help the African-American community? Uh, we do remember that uh, people like Bernie Sanders, he said that he would be willing to forgive all student loan debt for everybody. Then we had Elizabeth Warren, who said that she would forgive 75% of the student loan debt that was out there. 
And the whole purpose of doing this is to kind of relieve people who are coming out of college um, and they, they got a mound of debt. Some people hundreds, $200,000 worth of debt uh, coming out of college. And the jobs that you get, even if you get a six-figure job, that's not enough to really pay back these loans in a fashion to where um, it's not hurting you yourself financially. So I went to college. I'm paying back student loan debts right now. I try to refinance my debt even just recently as this month. And I was told that it would take me another 13 years still to pay that thing off. That was quite depressing. Um, so I just want to look at the fact. So would this, would this if he got rid of it, Joe Biden being, would it actually help the African-American community? I'm looking at this business, uh, businessinsider.com article under personal finance. And it says, the article reads, nine startling facts that show just how hard the student loan debt crisis is hurting black Americans. All right, so we're going to look at these nine things, and we're going to see if, if student loan debt is able to be forgiven. Can these, if these nine things are wiped out, does it actually help our community in a way that we can grow, that we can at least, some of us, become, um, I didn't say some of us, more of us could become more financially and economically independent away from this nation. So if we didn't have so much debt, maybe we can start investing into some land, investing into some real estate, investing into our own businesses um, so that we don't need to rely on a job that could be taken away uh, yesterday by another pandemic. You never know, right? Try to be self-sufficient like our ancestors were. So even when we look in the scriptures, we see that um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they had their own jobs. Even Yahshua had his own job. Um, he was an entrepreneur. Even um, Shaul, the uh, apostle Shaul, had his own job. He was an entrepreneur, a tent maker. We know Yahshua was a carpenter. We know, um, you know, Abraham's first job was making idols, and then he, you know, he moved on to that, start digging wells, and um, yeah, uh, we know that uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, however, he was he was able to. He was a good he was a good herder. Uh, he was he was good on the farm. Uh, so we see in uh, in Genesis where he even goes to his uncle's spot, and that's where he finds his both his wives, and um, he's able to. When he leaves there, the place is is worth more. His uncle's farm is worth more than what he got there when he got there. Uh, so we see a huge thing of entrepreneurship. We see the, the Proverbs thirty one woman. Uh, she's an entrepreneur, and um, her house is blessed because of that. So if we can find some kind of ways to relieve the debt, because we know that the African-American community is in a mound and mounds of debt, right? Um, some of it's student loans, some of it's predatory lending, your title maxes and, and your, your, your cash day, cash loan places and title loan places that's just hurting our community. And I will say this before I get in there and get in this little rabbit hole about title loan places. Number one, if you listen to this podcast, don't go. If you already list this podcast, you've got a title loan, loan a title loan, uh, pay that off as soon as you can. Um, I used to work at a title loan spot. And when I realized that I was robbing my own, I, I quit immediately. Um, it's just they, they, they claim to be an alternative way to get money. But what they really do, they put you in a bind. You're paying upwards to 168%, at least the one I, I used to work at Title Max. And they're making people pay 168% of the loan back. That's ridiculous. And I've also worked at reputable banking uh, institutions, and they would never even cut you a loan check if your if your debt to income ratio um, 
made the loan like over 30%. Like that, that's just not good banking. But the problem is a lot of our people um, in our communities, we're not financially savvy. Um, we don't understand finance. We don't understand economics. We don't understand um, good banking. And that, that's, just, that's just miseducation on that whole aspect because it's not taught in a lot of inner city schools, unfortunately. And when it is taught, it's not taught correctly. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox. Nine startling facts that show, that show how hard student debt crisis is hitting black Americans. So on this article, um, it starts off with a whole bunch of, you know, different statistics between white, black, and Hispanic, and Asians, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the first paragraph, though, the last paragraph, and it's like intro, it says, the racial gap between black and white student borrowers uh, promoted senators who ran for presidential bid in 2019 to address the issue during uh, their campaigns. Elizabeth Warren's initiative would have wiped out all student debt for 75% of U.S. borrowers. And Bernie Sanders called, was calling to eliminate all such debt. Um, so we see that I just said that. So the first thing, first thing, number one, it says 86.6% of black student borrow federal loans to attend four-year colleges compared to only 59.9% of white students. So pretty much about 87% of black uh, African-American students, they're going to get federal loans. About 60% of white students are going to get federal loans. All right. Um, That's a whole 27% difference. It's huge. Of the black students who graduated in 2003, um, one and two defaulted on their student loan, sometimes within the following 12 years, according to data from the National Center for Education Statistics, as analyzed by Student Loan Hero. So one and two, that's half. Half of the African-American students who graduated in 2003, they defaulted on their loan. So when you default on your loan, it means you're not paying it back. That means that's a huge hit on your credit. That means you can't buy property, you can't buy land, you can't buy a car, you can't own anything. And then it's very even hard to rent something extremely hard to rent something. So you're either paying for cars or cash money and you're renting something that's probably in a neighborhood that's not safe for you and your family. That, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Um, and a lot of these statistics hit hard too. I'm going to say that too. A lot of these statistics hit hard. So they, they throw something out there like, you know, half of black, you know, half African-American students in 2003 default on their loans. But then I, I wish they would go deeper because that has a deeper connotation. Like you defaulting on your loans means your credit is jacked up which means you can't buy a home you can't buy cars it's it makes your life hard um <laughs> uh, yeah in layman's terms it makes your life hard and in, in comparison the rates of default for white students was 21.5 percent and 36.1 percent for latino students so we're at 50 percent caucasian students are at 21 hispanic students are at 36 it's crazy uh number two so these remember these are these are nine um, what is the article again? These are nine startling facts that show just how hard the student debt crisis is hurting black Americans. So the first one, the first one we read is number one, 86.6% of African-American students borrow federal loans to attend four-year colleges. That's crazy. Half of us, def- in 2003, half of us defaulted on those loans in comparison to our European and Latino counterparts, which only default. 21% of the time and 36% of the time. 
the number two fact, even well-off students carry more student loan debt. So I thought this was actually interesting. So it said Beth Akers, a fellow at the Brookings Institution Center on Children and Families, told Martha C. White of NBC News that black students don't benefit as much from their parents' wealth as white students, white students do. Well-off black families have a lower average net worth than white families, and they hold their wealth differently, mostly in home ownership as opposed to financial assets like stocks that are easily that are easy to access, uh, White reported. So we see here that even when you have a wealthy black family, your wealth, they said, is tied up into real estate, which means that unless you're taking out a second mortgage on your home, you're, you're actually putting yourself in more debt so that your kids don't have to be in more debt. On the flip side, a lot of these Europeans have their wealth tied up in stocks, bonds, money markets, um, CDs, whatever you have it, and their money's a little bit more liquid. Like, I don't have to go into debt to get my kids through college. I got to just gotta sell off some of these stocks. I may, get, I may have a penalty for taking the CD out early or for uh, drawing some of this money out of this money market, um, this much money on this money market or, you know, cashing my bonds in early, but at least that, that it's not debt that's added to my portfolio. I'm just taking out of the, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my child something I have out of my wealth. I'm not going into debt for them. On the flip side, the African-American family would have to go back into debt to make sure that their kids don't go into debt. Hope y'all see, I hope that, I hope that, I hope that I make that, excuse me. I hope that I made that plain. So the wealth in the black community looks completely different. So even if you have wealthy black families, it's not a guarantee that debt will not be in the picture. Because a lot of parents, wealthy or not, ain't taking out no second mortgage. It's not going to happen. Number three, an average black graduate has 7400 more in student debt than his or her white peer. So it says black students with bachelor's degrees owe 7,400 more in student debt on average upon graduation than white grads, according to Brookings. The gap widens over time. After four years, black grads hold almost twice as much in student debt as their white counterparts counterparts at $53,000 more. My goodness, $53,000 more. That's a lot of debt. Number four, black student loan borrowers default on their loans at a five times the rate of white graduates. And we just saw that. So it says, um, though just six out of every 100 uh, black uh, BA holders default on their loans, black borrowers are much likely to default. 21% of them default on their loans compared to just 4% of white graduates, according to Brookings. So they did that study in 2003. They said 50% did it. But overall, in time, 21% of us default on our loans appeared to only uh, 4% of white grads. So the last study was for 2003 only. This study is just an overall study. All right. Number five, graduates of historically black colleges, HBCUs, take on 32% more debt than their peers at other colleges. Wow. So a Wall Street Journal uh, um, analyst of the Education Department data found that not only do alumni at HBCUs take on 32% more debt than graduates at other publics, or nonprofit four-year colleges, the majority of graduates haven't paid any debt in the first few years out of school. While HBCUs make up just 5% of four-year American college, they make up 50% of the 100 schools with the lowest three-year student loan repayment rates, uh, the journal found. The discrepancy could be because black families already have less wealth compared to their other racial groups. 
HBCUs are typically more affordable than other institutions, according to Student Loan Hero. Spelman College, the most expensive HBCU as of January 2019, cost $28,181 in tuition, several thousand dollars less than the national average of $32,410 for for a four-year private college. So even going to an HBCU, although it's cheaper to go there, for whatever reason, we amass more debt doing so. Um, I don't know. I think it's almost a punishment for going supporting your own almost. Number six, eliminating student debt would narrow the racial wealth gap for young families. So when it comes to racial, the racial wealth gap, there's nothing that we can do in this country to make that wealth gap. We won't, we won't even get close to the wealth that these European has. Uh, And I don't want to to be honest with you. I don't want nothing my oppressor has. I don't envy my oppressors or choose any of their ways. I don't want it. Um, I do want our people to be in a position where we're comfortable and we're relying on our own e-commerce. We're relying on our own um, retail. We're relying on our own educational institutions. And we are relying on our own faith-based institutions. And we're not relying on anybody else's stuff, all right, but our own. Our neighborhoods uh, buy from our neighborhood places. And in our neighborhoods, we have the political clout that we can push all these other foreign folks out that's pretty much raping our neighborhood of all our resources and money because you go into the Chinaman to get a wig, he's not putting that money back into the black community. You go into the Chinaman to get food, he's not putting that money back into the African-American community. You go into the Middle Eastern brothers and sisters to get uh, food and take their gas, they're not putting money back into the African-American communities. I want to see a place where our African-American communities are full with with black-owned, American, African-American-owned wig shops, coffee shops, clothing stores. Uh, we have, um, we have uh, 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 education systems, colleges, uh, high schools, middle schools, whatever it may be, um, ran and started by African-Americans, gas stations, all the way down to the corner store, ran, owned, and operated by African-Americans so that we can keep all of our wealth in our community and make a thriving community. Like, we don't need anybody else's stuff. We're the only people in this country, and I said it keeps saying over and over, that we go running to other nations trying to get stuff. And no other nation does that. Like, the Europeans take care of their own. The Middle Eastern brothers and sisters, they take care of their own. The Asian, Hispanic, they take care of their own. We need to start taking care of our own. So when they start talking about this, this, this wealth gap stuff, like that's impossible to close. Like, we're too far gone. Like, so... Get it out your mind. I know there's a lot of even African-American, brilliant African-American um, um, people in economics who talk about the, the wealth gap disparity and how to shrink that thing. Like, we can shrink it, but we'll never catch up in this country. Like, we would have to do the whole Marcus Garvey thing and, and get on a boat, go somewhere else, and start our own nation and to do that. Like, it's not going to happen here because they're never going to let it happen. Even if we get close, they'll create another system that's built for us to fail, and we'll probably fall into that trap again. Like That's just our history. So we have to do better at, at coming together as a whole. Like, Don't believe the lie that black folks don't, that, that we as African Americans don't support our own. We do. We just don't do it enough and consistently to the point where it has a positive impact in our own communities. So I hate when they start with talking about that, that wealth gap stuff because it's just not, it's impossible to close. It's impossible to close. So I'm not going to read that point. Just know that eliminating student loan debt would narrow the racial wealth gap for young families. It wouldn't eliminate it. It would narrow it. All right. Um, 
Number seven, white borrowers pay down their education debt at a rate of 10% a year compared to with 4% of black borrowers. So they're paying down their, their debt faster. All right. Number eight, black graduates earn less money out of college, making it harder to pay off their loans. So we know that you as a as an African-American man, as an African-American woman can be doing the same exact job verbatim and be doing and be doing just as good or better on that job as your European counterpart. But you're still getting paid less money. That's not right. And we're passed over for jobs that make more money for the most part. So we have a lot of uh, brothers and sisters who have their master's degrees, multiple master's degrees, and they teach in first grade. They're, 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 they're in the daycare system. Like that's, not paying off your, <laughs> that's not paying off your debt. Uh, their counterparts, on the other hand, is getting, you know, they're at daddy's law firm. They're, their parents knew somebody or just because of the, they're in the skull and bones or just because of the, the Greek fraternity they're in, they got into this, this job that matched their whatever they went to college for. Now they're able to pay that debt off a little bit, a little bit faster. And number nine, black students are more likely to borrow more to, more to go to graduate school. That's very true. So black graduate student federal loans are on an average of $25,000 higher than white graduate schools, white, white graduate school grads, the report found. The current system has had particularly um, bad effects on black and Latinx students, as well as women who are seeing a better life for themselves and their families. Ben Miller, vice president of the post-secondary education at the Center of American Progress, wrote in his report, um, it is time for the federal government to make sure that the tens of billions of dollars in graduate student loans it provides each year are really making lives better and obviously not making them worse. So the question at hand, so we have all those statistics in front of us. The question at hand is, would eliminating student loans have a positive impact on the African-American community? The short answer is absolutely yes. Yes, it would. It would remove so much debt. It would allow people's, uh, people to focus on repairing their credit because a lot of us obviously default on those student loans. Um, it would allow people to focus on that would that would free up. Like, for instance, for me, I'm we're, my household is paying close to a thousand dollars student loans a month. It's ridiculous. Um, and I know a lot of households are doing that as well, especially if you have two, both the husband and the wife. So both me and my wife went to college. So we're both paying off those student loans. Um, so a lot of households look like that, especially if you have uh, two people together in the household who went to college. It doesn't look too good when you're talking about paying back the student loan bill each and every month. So now I can focus on putting that thousand dollars toward or close to thousand dollars towards something else that can build wealth, not just for me now, but for my excuse me, but for my children later in the future. So whether that's real estate, land, whether that's starting a business, whether that's um, dibbling into the stock market, or whether it's putting away in, in, in stock or bonds or CDs or money, market, whatever it may be, like I ain't got to get that money to the government no more. I can get out of debt. Long answer being, we have to be educated about this newfound freedom and money once we get it. So we can't be alleviated from paying the government back just to turn around to create more debt somewhere else. That would be irresponsible to ourselves and irresponsible to our children. And if we follow the scriptures, we know that we're supposed to leave an inheritance for our children. That's biblical. So if, and this is just a, this is, this is hypothetical. It's a huge if, because I don't even see the government doing it. But if they did it, 
if they forgave the student loan, it would have a huge positive impact on the African-American community, assuming that you were responsible for the newfound freedom and not putting yourself back into debt. All right. So we're putting that money somewhere where it grows, not somewhere where it hurts us. We're putting it somewhere where it's going to make us more money, not somewhere where we have to pay some money back. All right. So student loan debt forgiveness would be awesome for the African-American community. If you're interested in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, doing that, you need to get in contact with your with your senator, whoever the representative for your state is that goes to Congress, that lives in D.C. half the time and live in your state half the time. Like you need to tear their email up, call their office Hey, if you if you in the state capitol, go knock on their door. Hey, we need student loans forgiven in the state of whatever. All right. In the state of Tennessee, it's Marsha Blackburn. Look her up, email her, call her. If you live in Nashville, knock on the door. We need our student loans forgiven because we've worked hard enough, especially those who you've never missed a payment or you just missed one payment. You've been faithful in paying those student loans like you need those things forgiven so that we can create wealth within our communities, within our communities. We can't keep doing that if we are continually, continually getting back in debt. So it's a travesty that we send our kids off to to get a better education so that they don't have to be in the trap that we are in. But yet sending them off to get that so-called better education puts them further into debt. And now they're doing the same cycle with their kids that we had to do. Like They have to start all over. Their kids have to start from scratch. Your grandkids have to start from scratch. There's nothing left over for them because it's all wrapped up in the government, all of our money. It's wrapped up in the government. Like we can't keep living this cycle. So I'm definitely a proponent for um, for the forgiveness of student loans because I got them and I want them forgiven because I pay my bills on time every month. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want my stuff forgiven. I would want all of our stuff forgiven, even if you struggle paying it or you're one of those people who defaulted. I don't think it's fair to go and get an education and not be able to pay back stuff and not be able to create wealth for your family. Uh, we know ultimately we are still in captivity. Unfortunately, we're in a land that does not belong to us. Um, so creating wealth, remember, uh, that's not the goal. Um, that's not um, that's not where your heart should be tilted toward. Genesis 15 uh, verse 1, Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 says that Yah is our shield and our reward. So Yah is our ultimate reward, not wealth, um, not loan forgiveness, none of that stuff. But in the, in the meantime, in between time, um, it can help us, number one, build an inheritance for our family, which is biblical. And number two, um, love, our, love on our neighbors in a financial way, which is also biblical, um, to be able to give to those who can't give, uh, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, Visit the sick, visit those who are in prison, um, and give them uh, something to hope for. And you can do that easier when you have a little bit more money in your pocket. Um, so yeah, so this is just an episode. Um, you know, not maybe not one of my most uh, fiery episodes, but just just something to give you a little thought, just a little education. Um, about the effects, the impact that student loan debt actually has on the African-American community, which is huge, which is huge. So we, we heard all the statistics. We heard all the numbers like we are struggling swimming in student loan debt. That's just student loan debt. That's not all the other debts that we're swimming in as well. 
So if we can get one monkey off our back, it allows us to focus on the other ones to get them off our backs as well. Um, so anyway, I hope I hope this uh, helped helped uh, shine light on some things, and um, I hope to maybe uh, set a fire underneath you to want to go and contact your congressman and uh, ask them about what the student loan debt looks like in your state. And are they going to be talking to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris about actually instituting those things? Um, or will they be talking to, to uh, the, the current president before he leaves? And maybe he wants to institute that, something like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Try your best. Do your best. Always work hard for your own. We're always out there on the streets, man, fighting for our own, whether that's calling your congressman or whatever. Doing whatever you have to do to make your community look and be great listen y'all i thank y'all as always for supporting me uh backing me up listening to all the episodes um i hope this one blessed you as always keep it 98 point keep it 98 plus two seek truth live it out and inform others shalom